What up? Streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome back to another edition of From the Jump, man. Oh, my goodness, man. We got so much to talk about today on today's show. You know we got to talk about them Lakers and them getting that ass whooped last night. You know we got to talk about the Battle of the 12s last night, the Battle of the Goats, if you will, the battle between, well, Brady and, 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 and Aaron Rodgers. You know we got to discuss it. We got to talk about Magic Johnson and Luke Walton. We got a lot to discuss on today's show, but we'll just hop straight into it. You know we got to discuss the New England Patriots Defeated the Green Bay Packers last night, 31 to 17. Brady was 22 for 35, 294 yards, one touchdown, no interception. The actually the, the X factor, the, the the really the MVP of last night's game was Cordell Patterson. I mean, they lined him up everywhere. He was in the running back. He was at wide receiver, returning kicks. This dude was everywhere. And last but simply not least, and as I said a couple weeks back, I know Gronkowski is out right now. And I know that the Patriots, you know, Edelman's kind of been finding his way. But, but I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all about Josh Gordon. I said that if New England can find something that's Josh Gordon, if him and Brady can somehow find some type of connection, this thing can be very, very dangerous. And plus two, the New England defense actually played great, if you ask me. They did give up one touchdown in the second half. But other than that, 10 points in the first half and then one touchdown in the second half to Aaron Rodgers, to Aaron Rodgers, to me, that says a whole lot. But now to flip it over to the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers uh, again. And, and, and what I want to be clear about Aaron Rodgers and, and what I want to make clear about the Green Bay Packers, is it's not the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't good. Because I feel like when it's all said and done, Aaron Rodgers is in that top five conversation for sure. This generation of quarterbacks, you're going to have Brady, you're going to have Manning, and then Aaron Rodgers is right there at third. He's right there at third. I, I'm not going to say Ben Roethlisberger is better, Drew Brees. I know everybody's going crazy right now over Drew Brees. But Drew Brees isn't better than Aaron Rodgers, and that's a fact. However, Aaron Rodgers being 24 for 43 last night, 259 yards, and though he threw two touchdowns, again, at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career, that's way too many times to be throwing the ball. Brady threw the ball 35 times tonight. Again, they couldn't find the running game, but again, when you're looking at this Green Bay Packers offense, we've been saying the same thing year in and year out about the Green Bay Packers. It starts and ends with Aaron Rodgers. It starts and ends with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Jimmy Graham, he had scored yesterday. Devontae Adams had a solid game. Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jamal Williams, Jimmy Graham. These guys aren't beating you. These guys don't pose a threat. When you're looking at New England's team and you see Josh Gordon got five catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. And James White got six catches for 72 yards. And Edelman, six catches for 71 yards. And Philip Dorsett, three. That's a balanced team right there. They didn't run the ball effectively yesterday. They didn't. They were missing Sonny Michelle yesterday. And also, James White didn't get a lot of carries yesterday. He had 12 carries for 31 yards. But again, this team is balanced. And I've always said this about New England. New England is that balanced football team. They can throw it. They can run it. And at the end of the day, they control the clock. But now the real conversation yesterday, and, and, and it made me upset because I kept hearing everybody trying to compare Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and who's better, who's the GOAT out of the two. And the arguments to me were ludicrous. They were they were complete ludicrous. There's no way you can tell me with a straight face. There's no way you can tell me that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. When we look at Tom Brady, a five-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time most valuable player. 13-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, the list goes on and on and on for Tom Brady. But when we really look at both of these quarterbacks closely, it's not even close. I think the one thing that we love about Aaron Rodgers is his ability to create, is his ability to put on the show, is his ability to you never know what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers at every twist and every turn. That's why we love Aaron Rodgers so much with the Green Bay Packers. Is because every time you watch the Green Bay Packers play, you don't know what's going to happen. 
When you watch Tom Brady play, you typically know what's going to happen. And I said it prior to this game happening yesterday. Brady's at home. The Patriots typically play well at home. And Rodgers doesn't have any help, and that's not his fault. This Green Bay Packers team, Sunday night last night, they looked exactly how they were supposed to look. They looked washed. They looked rushed. And above all and everything, they didn't look like they showed up to play yesterday. And Aaron Rodgers looked like a deer in headlights all game long yesterday. He showed flashes. Another big NFL game that transpired yesterday was the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, if you missed this game yesterday, you missed the offensive shootout. There was no defense that got played yesterday whatsoever. Well, I'm take that back. It did in the fourth quarter when the Saints got the crucial stop on fourth down against the Rams to pretty much seal the game. But you missed the offensive firework yesterday. Drew Brees was on fire yesterday. 25 for 36, 346 yards, four touchdowns, no interception. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram came to play. But I think it has to be said, and I think I'm going to say this right now, Michael Thomas is arguably one of the greatest receivers in football right now. I mean, I think you can put him up there with Odell Beckham. You can put him up there with Adam Thielen. You can put him up there with Jarvis Landry. You can put him up there with Antonio Brown. Like, what is it that this guy can't do? Michael Thomas finished the game yesterday with 12 catches for 211 yards and one touchdown. And what I like about Michael Thomas is, if you notice him with his game, he's a big body receiver with deceptive speed. And what I mean is he's going to catch everything that's intermediate. So every time he catches the ball, it's going to be a 10 to 15 yard gain every single time. He's not catching two and three yard hitches. He's catching 15, 17 yard across the middles. Almost kind of reminds me exactly of what Marvin Colston, I'm sorry, almost reminds me exactly what Marcus Colston was for Drew Brees back in the day. And you're starting to see with Michael Thomas, that's exactly what it is. Benjamin Watson showed up as well. When you have Alvin Kamara and when you have Mark Ingram in the backfield, when you have two guys that can pretty much virtually do the same thing, but do it different ways, that, that's, that's hard to stop, man. Again, this New Orleans Saints team was one game away from the NFC Championship game and possibly one game away from playing Brady in there. That's how close it was. Had Marcus Williams not closed his eye on that tackle, the New Orleans Saints played the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC Championship game. And who knows what happens in that game. Now, again, for the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff didn't play bad yesterday. He was 28 for 40. 391 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. The, the main thing yesterday was that Rams defense didn't travel. That Rams defense got exposed yesterday. I mean, Marcus Peters, that's my man, but he got exposed yesterday by Michael Thomas. I mean, exposed. I'm talking about like when you see a physical corner go against a physical receiver and you see one guy get exposed, you like, wait a minute. Is this the same Marcus Peters that I'm seeing? So, again, this offense... They did travel. Ty Gurley's game didn't travel like I thought it was going to travel. Brandon Cooks had a hell of a game yesterday. Cooper Cup was rather pedestrian-like. So was Robert Woods. This is how this Rams team is going to be. You know, they're going to look great at home. And there are going to be times when they're going to travel on the road. And they're going to get beat. And again, they play the offense pretty much on Sunday. That is a better offense than them. And that's the New Orleans Saints. This offense is a mature offense. This offense is a Super Bowl ready. This team is really Super Bowl ready right now. And again, I'm going to keep saying it. Had he not missed that tackle on Stephon Diggs in the semis, they're in the, they're in the NFC Championship. And quite frankly, I believe they beat the Eagles and go play in the Super Bowl. And this New Orleans Saints team, for what everybody keeps talking about the Rams and how hot the Rams are, again, the New Orleans Saints defense is horrible. They don't get it twisted. They're horrible. However, they have just enough on offense that they're so balanced, they're so complete, that they just, they're going to beat you in so many different ways. And there's nothing you really can do about it. Quick NFL score rundown before we send it to break. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Washington Redskins yesterday, 38-14. Julio Jones scored his first touchdown of the season. Y'all take a listen. Going to set up the block. There goes Julio Jones. That could be number one. And it is. Touchdown, Atlanta. 
And this is a huge win for the Atlanta Falcons. Again, you know the Falcons on the road are suspect. They're 4-4. Four four. That offense kind of found some rhythm. And it was on the road against the Washington Redskins in Washington, D.C. Hey, look, watch out for the Falcons. Just saying. The Chicago Bears defeated the Buffalo Bills yesterday, of course. What's new? Nathan Peterman, 31-49, three interceptions. The Bills are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Tank. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cleveland Browns yesterday, 37-21, and I think this was inevitable. We saw the week that the Browns had, firing Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley going. A lot of dysfunction going on. Jimmy Haslam trying to get it right. John Dorsey and them trying to fix the whole ship. Patrick Mahomes on fire again yesterday. Kareem Hunt balled out. Travis Kelsey did his thing. Chiefs over the Browns, 37-21. Dolphins in a tough game against the Jets yesterday, 13-6. Sam Donald, the rookie, threw four interceptions. Quite frankly, threw a pick six yesterday. Not looking good for the Jets right now. Dolphins over the Jets, 13-6. The Lions got destroyed yesterday by the Minnesota Vikings. Matt Stafford looked pedestrian-like yesterday. Again, that Vikings defense came to play, returning the touchdown, in which I thought the Lions were going to have a better year this year with Matt Patricia, but, you know, it's Detroit. The Panthers defeated the Buccaneers yesterday, 42-28, in a very important divisional game. Cam Newton finished the game yesterday, 1925. 247 yards, two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey also chipped in. The Pittsburgh Steelers found a way to defeat the Baltimore Ravens yesterday on the road. 23-16 again, Ben Roethlisberger. Kind of struggled yesterday, looked awful. I mean, again, that's how Pittsburgh is going to look. One week they're going to look really good, and then next week they're going to come back and be suspect again. Their second half, they found a way to find offense. At some point, the Baltimore Ravens are going to have to start Lamar Jackson. You can say what you want to about Joe Flacco. He's old. He's washed up. He's no longer the same. You want to win? Put Lamar in. The Houston Texans, led by Deshaun Watson, defeated the Denver Broncos yesterday, 19-17. And McManus missing the game-winning field goal. Take a listen. Kreider is the long snapper to win the ball game. Brandon McManus, a high snap. Hold is good. Kick is on its way. It is no good. And the Texans will hang on and win it 19-17. It's their sixth consecutive victory after starting 0-3. This is typically money for McManus at home in Denver at Mile High Stadium. As I said earlier, the New Orleans Saints smoked the Los Angeles Rams yesterday, 45-35 behind Michael Thomas's big dog, 12-catch, 211-yard game. MT, can't guard Mike. What up, baby? But now coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers. What's going on, Lakers? They got that ass whooped last night. And on today's wrap-up, Floyd Mayweather signs an interesting deal. Find out about what. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. Fresh off the advertisement break, live right now in the FTJ studios, man. Quick hits before we get into the NBA. Daniel Cormier is no longer interested in fighting John Bone Jones. As we know, Daniel Cormier, who just recently won UFC 230 on Saturday, defeating Derek Lewis. Daniel Cormier told ESPN that he was not interested in fighting John Jones for a third time. As we know, John Bone Jones and Daniel Cormier 
have fought two times to this point, of course, both being won by John Jones. But now Daniel Cormier is set to retire at the age of 40, and I believe his last opponent will be Brock Lesnar. Switching over to football once again, Le'Veon Bell is no longer set to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, rumors are circulating that this was the week that he was supposed to return, week nine of the NFL season. Of course, as we know, the Steelers just came off of that huge win against the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, division win, might I add. However, Le'Veon Bell is is no signs of, of him set to resign with the Pittsburgh Steelers and or join the Pittsburgh Steelers, which Again, they were said that he was supposed to return this week, this Thursday night game. There's no signs or there's no indication of Le'Veon Bell returning this season. Now, Le'Veon Bell does have until November 13th to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers to have any chance to play at all. Now, outside of November 13th, if he does not report, he will not play at all this season. And again, I was very clear from the very beginning with Le'Veon Bell in this Pittsburgh Steelers situation. Le'Veon Bell was supposed to be paid by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh didn't pay him. Everybody said that Le'Veon should take his $14.5 million and shut up and play football. But in reality of this situation, going forward, Le'Veon Bell had no leverage, had no guarantees of anything going forward. And we can say what we want to about James Conner and sure the offense looks good without Le'Veon Bell. But if you add Le'Veon Bell to that Pittsburgh Steelers offense, they're one of the best teams in the AFC right now. Point blank period. Switching over to the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers got destroyed last night by the Toronto Raptors 121 to 107. And by that add, Kawhi Leonard did not play at all last night. And it's funny because I tweeted right before the Lakers game, as I was watching the Packers and the Patriots game, I said, Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron tonight. Somebody tweeted me and said that Kawhi is not playing. So I said, okay, now there's no excuses for the Lakers players. I turned to the game. It's 42 to seven at the end of the first quarter. Now they ended up scoring 32 in the second quarter. But at that point, the game was over. And I think we all saw Ibaka light them up in that first quarter. But the real problem with the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's simple, and, I, and it was going to lead me into my first point, is Luke Walton has to go. Like, Luke Walton has to go. This is an NBA team. This is a team full of champions. This is a team full of veterans. This is a team full of young, hungry players. And they're struggling to win games against the Toronto Raptors without Kawhi Leonard. Now, granted, Toronto's 9-1 at this point, so they have been playing ball. However... There's no way in the world you mean to tell me that LeBron James last night only finishes the game with 18 points and he only played 28 minutes last night. That's unacceptable. The second thing is Lonzo Ball has to be the starting point guard. Lonzo Ball has to play more minutes than Rajon Rondo. Rondo played 25 minutes and Lonzo Ball played 23 minutes. So Luke Walton's going to have to make a decision. Either Luke Walton, Luke Walton's going to have to make a decision. Either Rajon Rondo is a starting point guard or Lonzo Ball is a starting point guard. It's that simple. They both can't play 20 plus minutes each and be effective. Because see, what's happening is, though Lonzo Ball's scoring is up, and again, his rebounding was up last night, his assists dropped. And when his assists drop, he's not as effective as he is when his assists is up. Now again, he had his nine point, he had nine rebounds last night. So again, I'm not gonna take that away from the guy. But when you have a point guard in Lonzo Ball who transcended this Lakers offense, really this Lakers team, really the Lakers organization last year with one simple player. When they brought LeBron to the Los Angeles Lakers, they didn't bring LeBron in to blend in. They brought LeBron in because they felt like with LeBron James, along with Lonzo Ball, with Kyle Kuzma, with Brandon Ingram, and the rest of the guys that they could win now. That was the reason why they brought in LeBron James, straight up. Rajon Rondo signing, it didn't make sense to me because in reality, Rajon Rondo wants to be a starting point guard. Rajon Rondo still to this day feels like he's a starting point guard. He's the backup point guard to Lonzo Ball. 
So now we have a situation where, okay, Lonzo's the starter and Rajon Rondo's the backup, but you're playing Rondo with starter-like minutes. So now if you're Luke Walton, and, and they said that he had a meeting with Magic Johnson, he was reprimanded and he would talk to... Luke Walton couldn't coach last year. We saw it last year. I saw last year with Brandon Ingram and Kuzma and Lonzo that he couldn't do nothing with this lineup. And again, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to make it abundantly clear at this moment right now. Kyle Kuzma is better than Brandon Ingram. It's that simple. Last night, if we're just looking at the numbers, Kyle Kuzma finished the game 10 for 16. He was 0 for 4 from 3. 0 for 4 from 3. Went to the free throw line five times. Finished the game with 24 points, five rebounds, and two assists. Brandon Ingram played 34 minutes last night. He was 7 for 11. He didn't hit any threes. Went to the free throw line three times. And he finished the game with 16 points and one rebound. Brandon Ingram being damn near seven foot tall, finished the game with one rebound yesterday. Screams a lot. Lonzo Ball had nine rebounds yesterday. So you tell me what the glaring issue in this Lakers starting offense is. Is it LeBron James? Is it Lonzo Ball can't shoot? Or is it really that Brandon Ingram does not belong in a starting lineup? And they're going to have to make a decision. Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, they're going to have to look at this team and say, what's not working? And the thing is not working is you have these veterans trying to mix in with the young players and it ain't working. On today's edition of the wrap up, Floyd Money Wayweather is set to come out of retirement once again. 50 and 0, TVE to go. Floyd Money Mayweather will come out of retirement and fight the 20 year old Japanese phenom Teshin Nasuwaka on December 31st at the Satima Super Arena in Satima, Japan, which is, I think they said, probably about an hour outside of Tokyo, which he will be making his rising fighting debut. Now, of course, we all know Floyd Money Mayweather as DJ Quick, one of my favorite artists, always says, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Floyd Money Mayweather right here is all about the dollars. And again, this fight right here, I'm sure it was all about the money. I'm sure Rise and I'm sure it came with a great deal. But also, too, this is Floyd Mayweather's way of saying that he wants to step into the MMA and kickboxing arena. He understands how much money is in there. And he also understands that though people saw him box Conor McGregor, a lot of people would love to see him cross over and step into the UFC ring. Now, again, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of rules and I'm sure there are going to be some things set in place so that way it's not just him just hopping in the ring for the first time ever. However, I believe that at the end of the day, Floyd Money Mayweather has the skill set and has the wherewithal to be able to transition. Again, he was 50 and 0 in boxing. What happens if he wins? What happens if he wins on New Year's Eve? Then what? Does he fight Khabib? Does he potentially fight Conor McGregor in a potential UFC-like situation? Of course, there's going to be so many rules in that fight. But again, this is what we want to see from Floyd Mayweather. Everybody complain, oh, well, boxing is his sport. I would love to see him get in the ring. Well, now he's doing it. So all eyes are going to be on Floyd Money Mayweather, December 31st, New Year's. You already know it's going to be a party in Tokyo. Money Mayweather everywhere is going to be lit. His rising debut, kickboxing debut. You know we're going to be tapped in. You know we got to watch it. But it's your boy, man. We are live right now in FTJ Studios. Follow me on all my social media at From The Jump, man. I follow everybody back on there. I just dropped a new video on my YouTube. It's called No Role Models. I've been doing a series called Road to Glory. Pretty much just document my life and just pretty much my thoughts. You know what I'm feeling at the day. So if you have not done so, definitely go check out that called Road to Glory on YouTube. Episode 5 called No Role Models. I kind of just talked about there being no role models. But hey, you got to go watch that. But it's your boy. We out.